0: The Bloatbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Podbros Network. You can find us, as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Bloatbusters Podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of our Film Spotlight series. Joining us today is film critic Jackson Murphy. Uh, he can be found on lights-camera-jackson.com. Jackson, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you very much for having me. I
1: appreciate it. Absolutely. It's our pleasure.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, this is Brian, by the way, in case you're <laughs> unfamiliar with my voice introing these. Um, Paul is here. Say hello to the
0: folks, Paul. Yes, hello. Hello. I I decided to let Brian handle the intro for this, just because, you know, he's been complaining. It's been nice.
1: <laughs> I have just been, yes, just at you non-stop uh, <laughs> to be allowed to do this. So thank you for throwing me that bone, Paul.
0: Ah, uh, no problem. I, I mean, um, you're doing all right so far. Maybe I'll let you do another. I don't know.
1: Okay, this is, yes, I, I I respond well to, uh you know, positive reinforcement, so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, so, uh, Paul, let's uh, get into this.
0: All right, well... Obviously, the first thing we try and do is hazard a guess as to what genre the first pick is, which is the pick that you love. So, Brian, why don't you take one okay. guess and I'll take a guess and we'll see if either one of us got anywhere close. I guess.
1: All right. I am going to go... Hey, I'm just throwing a dart in the dark here. I'm <laughs> going heist movie. Heist movie. Heist.
0: Ooh. Okay. That's... <laughs> That, that's definitely one I hadn't thought of, so that's all right. Uh, well, I'm gonna see what could be on the other end of the spectrum there, so we can try and cast <laughs> as wide a it as possible. How about? Okay, I'm going to pick, and this is a shot in the dark as every single one of them is. Romantic comedy, because mm-hmm. I, I class that as its own thing. So, <laughs> hmm. uh, was wh-
1: there a romantic heist film?
0: possible <laughs> no, there, there probably is at this point okay. i'm sure some have made one.
1: i'm sure we've I'm nailed sure, it together yeah. here yeah
0: okay so uh, why don't you let us know what is it that you picked
2: well i have been a film critic for ten and a half years and I, one of my personal favorite genres is movies that have something to do with movies themselves and the film i have chosen for this podcast for you gentlemen is is a film called Be Kind, Rewind. Have you guys heard of that film? I have
1: heard of it.
0: I yes, have, I,
1: I, I believe I might have seen
0: it. Yes. I,
1: <laughs> All the details are sketchy. I have
0: heard of it. I have seen it starring Jack Black. Yeah. Uh, kind of in his slightly transitional phase and most Death just after he did Hitchhiker's Guide to <laughs> the Galaxy. So, yes, I, I remember this film kind of fondly, actually.
2: Yeah, it came out in, in February 2008 and it was my favourite film that I saw all year long. I had a real connection to it. I had a connection to the characters and to the story. I really thought it was very inventive from Michel Gondry.
0: All right, well, that kind of neatly follows into the next question then, which would be... like, Why don't you sell us on this film? Why should obviously we we watch it but also people that haven't seen this film why should they watch it in the first place
2: yeah it's, it's probably maybe for those listening out there a Jack Black movie you've never really heard of I've had the chance to meet Jack Black and I told him how much I appreciated this movie and he appreciated that this is about a VHS store when those really did exist I know there are a few still out there but when VHS stores existed And it's very quirky and it's inventive. And what these guys have to do is all the the VHS tapes get erased. And so they decide to make their own versions of classic movies like Ghostbusters and Rush Hour 2 and Robocop. And there's a great scene involving driving Miss Daisy that's really, really funny. But then there's uh, there's there's a lot of heart to it an emotion to it because of the connection that these characters have to each other and to the VHS store that they're in. And once Sigourney Weaver's character comes in and they go through all the things involving the FBI and the FBI warning that usually comes at the beginning of the tapes, things take an interesting turn with this movie and uh, I think it really will get you towards the end.
0: Yeah, I I remember it being a lot of fun. And of course it is something... That the title of it refers to something that a lot of people now will never have to. Experience yeah, it's a very again. out
1: of date reference, yes. It's true. <laughs> yeah,
0: which is kind of fun. I, I really did like the idea behind it, and as you say, when they remake the films, that they pretend that they're import from Sweden. So they're Sweding. I've noticed that and yeah it, it's it's one of those things where they decide they're going to redo it and it turns out every single one is only about 15 minutes yeah but so many people seem to like it so <laughs> it's like... they
2: become celebrities in the town and yeah, yeah yeah it really works i i remember seeing the trailer for this in the theaters and i was hooked immediately and I, and i have this feeling like once or twice a year when i go to the movies and i see a trailer that I know based on this trailer that the movie's gotta be really, really good. And I had that feeling for Be Kind Rewind. Did you guys have that feeling towards any specific movie or any recent movie you guys can remember? Well, well, I I would
0: say myself, it's, it's more when I saw the trailer for Pacific Rim, I thought, I know I need to watch this. And then having then seen it, it was, I think, my favorite film of that year. It's mm. really not it so out of the park. Yeah, so you got to be yeah, thrilled um, that
2: they're making Pacific Rim 2 and that they're going forward with it.
0: Yes, definitely. I'm very thrilled, yeah. I am kind of tentatively optimistic. I know that a lot of things could still go wrong or that uh, everything's not 100% set in stone yet, so I'm going to wait until the production is well underway before I start getting excited about it. Uh, yeah. What about,
1: likewise. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what about you, Brian? Anything coming um, to mind?
1: Most recently, you know, obviously, I, you know, just we're inundated with, you know, the, the sequels and reboots and all that kind of stuff. And so, anything yeah. unique always strikes my attention. And I, I guess there's a couple films just that spring to mind most recently that still I have not seen. So, uh, hush on spoilers, <laughs> if you have. <laughs> uh, Midnight Special, which I'm very much looking forward to uh, seeing here. Um, and then a uh, Swiss Army Man. Um, yeah, I want just, to see Swiss uh, Army I mean, Man. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, mashup of Weekend at Bernie's and Castaway, I'm in. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those two just kind of spring to mind immediately.
0: Yeah, I, and, I like the idea that kind of like Ryan Reynolds finally getting to Deadpool, Daniel Radcliffe just leaped at the chance to play a dead body.
2: I have had the chance to see Midnight Special and I will tell you Michael Shannon will not disappoint you in Midnight Special he's very good in that and he's very good in a film called Elvis and Nixon in which he plays Elvis Presley he's actually very good in that too uh,
1: yeah he, he is not disappointed me as of yet so yeah I, I expect just more of the same yeah.
0: right. all right well uh t- Obviously, it's always fun to have a nice conversation here, but let's try and steer it back on track. <laughs> yeah, must we? Uh, yeah, I, I know. I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, maybe we could just do a question and then tangent. Question tangent. Let's just <laughs> run. Um, so, uh, you, you kind of answered this then, but what about Be Kind Rewind really spoke to you and made you pick it for t- for this episode?
2: I think it's because i've i've had a love of movies my whole life and this really explored so many different angles um of the movie world from such a a small but intricate and interesting point of view of this one video store and how much that movies can mean to people because They meant a lot to the community, they meant a lot to the people at the store and they mean a lot to everybody who watches the movies and and when they come into the store uh, in the final scenes of the movie, without giving too much away um, when they come in and and they watch the final uh, films on the TV um, movies can speak to you, movies can change you movies can make you who you are, I firmly believe that that they can change your life and I think that it really shows the impact of cinema, and Michel Gondry really got that um, through the script and through those characters.
0: I'll definitely agree with you there, especially you know, film changing your life. It it was when I went to college, which for those of you in America, in England you go to compulsory education and then at 16 you leave compulsory education and then you go to college for two years if you want to and if you've got the grades and then you go to university for three years so mm. while I was in college I took my first film studies course and it was while dissecting the road to perdition that was like my aha moment mm, yeah. and then that's kind of what pushed me down doing mm. film studies at university and that's fantastic and then obviously this podcast like I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I hadn't had that experience and really gone into film. So yeah, the, watching films yeah. can definitely change your life.
1: Yeah. And I'm just, just to, sorry to beat a dead horse, but yeah, I'm just going to echo all, both of those sentiments that, yeah, it's, you know, this podcast is just, you know, we don't ask anything of it. You know, if we have one listener, that's great. We just, Paul and I love to get together and talk about cinema. You know, that's, um so yes, most definitely movies have changed my life and will continue to do so and that's uh, you know, it it really is something special when you can identify and, and, and be moved and changed by a movie. Wonderful.
0: Alright, well, yeah, obviously that's a great reason to to pick it, to sort of showcase the film that you like there. But I don't obviously if this is spoilery at all, you can dance around as much as you like, but do you happen to have a favourite moment in the film or a favorite scene it's something that every time you watch it you look forward to that scene or it always makes you laugh or always makes you cry or anything
2: i think that final scene does make me tear up a little bit there's a few, there's a few movies where where that happens towards the end there's this there's another movie about movies that I love called Saving Mr. Banks, and that gets me every time. Yeah, that's such a powerful film, too. It really is. Um,
0: it is. However, I do hold issue with the fact that they change history in it.
2: They do a little bit. They do a little bit, yes. But but as a movie, as a movie, it really works.
0: Yeah, and you know, my main issue is the fact that the person that wrote Mary Poppins and agreed to let Walt Disney make this film absolutely hated the film version
2: <laughs> yeah she she did it's, it, I, uh, Dick Van Dyke's autobiography is in this room that I'm in uh, currently and I remember reading that chapter and he said that night uh, at the Mary Poppins premiere the only person who didn't seem to like it was P.L. Travers and then he writes a couple paragraphs about uh, her reaction to it they really don't explore that in the movie because I I think they want they didn't necessarily want a happy ending because it's not quite a happy ending it sort of is but it's not I think they just wanted an emotional wrap-up and an emotional tie and I guess she did really cry at the movie so they kind of they wanted that to sort of end it
0: yeah I I suppose I mean I obviously I can understand that it's film you need to take cinematic license it's just given that Miss Travers even went so far as to state right until the end of her life when they did a Broadway version of Mary Poppins, they had to ask her for permission because she had stated she didn't want any American involved in the production of any other adaptations of Mary Poppins and they had to ask her for permission to get this one American to work on on the cast for it. Wow,
1: <laughs> so she would have voted yes on the Brexit.
0: I think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, I I will say if I'm remembering it correctly, I I can understand why you would enjoy the final scene there. It's a very nice button on this film about films. <laughs> Mm, yeah, it really. Think,
1: yeah, you're really getting me uh, wanting to. Sorry to cut Yeah, to watch this again, it's uh, bringing it back to me. I'm really looking forward to watching this again.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of range of emotions to it. That's what I like about movies as well. You know, Be Kind Rewind has a, has the funny moments and it has the surprises. It has the dramatic elements and the tension. What there is, and um, I know I because I uh, re- looked this up today. It was a nominee for the AARP. Best Comedy for Grown Ups Award for that year. I know maybe it's it skews a little older uh, than my demographic uh, being only 17, but I thoroughly enjoyed it when it came out and, and when it came out I was not even 10 years old, but I, I saw how special it was.
0: Yeah, it, it really is a love letter to the bygone age mm-hmm. of obviously VHS, but then even more so just classic films and how people view them. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah. And in the hands of
1: Gondry, you know, yeah, it's hard to steer wrong there, so. (laughs) Uh, uh,
0: Well, the final question for this particular section would be, obviously there is no sequel, but if there were to be one, like, what would you want it to be?
2: Mm. Well, you know, I think dvds are starting to go away and you know if if, if there was another situation it'd be, it would be tough with this kind of uh, storyline but making a, a dvd store going away there could be similar themes and similar elements to it you have similar problems everybody wants to view everything online and i still think there is a benefit to watching things on a disc um there's a lot of benefit to that um we still need that. We still need DVDs. I still like to have a, a hard copy of something in my hand, a, a piece of paper, as opposed to looking at something on a device. Um, so I think there definitely brings up similar topics and issues uh, when it, when it came to VHS with, uh, with DVDs that a similar storyline uh, I think could be developed.
0: Yeah, definitely. I and mean, maybe they could have moved on from that store just, yeah. You know, Times eventually got away from them and they went to work at Blockbuster. Mm. And (laughs) and now the Blockbuster's Um, going out Uh, uh, of it. Although I think Mm. I think it might end up turning into clerks in a way if you (laughs) went down that way.
1: I'm just realizing Jack Black has uh Portrayed a record store employee and now a video you know, and a video store employee. So he has two bygone formats. Yeah, um. <laughs> I, I
0: was going to draw a little parallel to high fidelity. High fidelity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and th- that's another one of those films. I think it's also these sorts of films. They feel very cozy, like very sort of intimate settings, small stores in a mm-hmm. community, and that it's it's kind of nice to see film like that, mm-hmm. especially. You go to the cinema in during the summer and you get, obviously, we just had Independent Day. At, at the time of recording this, we just had Independent <laughs> Day. We had out. a nice long
1: chat about that, yeah.
0: Yes, we did. Um, and yeah, all, all of these films that come out that are either huge budget, sh- like trying to do a huge plot, huge explosion, huge CG, and then you've also got just your random other ones that come out or just your kid movies and that's about it there's not very many of these sorts of films that come out now maybe a couple of mm-hmm. a year if you're and lucky and now if they
1: do they're you know they're VOD you know they don't get a theatrical release
0: yeah which I mean, that might be uh, you know kind of talking about the, the whole uh, DVD going out of style and obviously True. VOD is what's coming in to sort of replace that kind of and maybe these sorts of films will become more popular when people do start making them specifically just to go out digitally. A little bit like Turbo Kid, actually, that we reviewed. That one, I don't think, got a... Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. (laughs) It it didn't get a, a real release. It was mostly just through digital, and then obviously DVDs once that had gone out, and... Yeah, it was... Uh, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next, say, five years. Yeah. Where, where this is all going. Exactly. All right, well, <laughs> obviously we have uh, waxed lyrical about mm. this film that it uh, turns out we all quite like. Yes, uh, so... <laughs> so I'm,
1: I'm looking it up on iTunes right now to see what the cost is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, do let us know. Maybe we'll all get a digital copy by the end of the time. Uh-huh. But... I think we need to delve into the murky waters of a film that maybe you didn't enjoy as much. So, rather than yeah. try and guess, as we always say, there are so many bad films in all the genres. <laughs> There's
1: that, plenty to choose from. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: it's even more difficult because if you're trying to pick a a great film that you think people really like, then you know, depending on the person, it's easy to guess. But when it comes to films that people don't like, it just everything there's just too much Mm -hmm. so why don't you just let us know what is it that you've chosen you just tell us
1: the name of the movie that is bad
2: i have chosen a trilogy of movies now it features uh some academy award winners it features an emmy winner it features oscar nominees it features golden globe nominees all kinds of big stars in it but All three of these movies just have not worked at all, and this is. Do you you guys think you might know?
0: Uh, I, I mean, I could hazard a guess, but I'd probably be wrong.
1: Yeah, Uh,
0: I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest the Hobbit trilogy.
2: Ooh, it is not the Hobbit trilogy.
0: Okay, I got nothing. (laughs) You got nothing. Go for it. I nope. have
2: chosen I have chosen the Divergent series.
0: Oh. Ah okay, fair yeah. enough.
2: <laughs> These movies haven't worked at all. They they came out the first one, Divergent, came out in March twenty fourteen on the heels of the Hunger Games, you know, mm-hmm. with those couple first couple movies with Jennifer Lawrence being another book. To screen adaptation for teens and tweens and especially uh, for girls. And the first one wasn't very good, the second one wasn't very good, and this third one that just came out was terrible. So there, there's nothing great about these at all, guys.
0: Nothing, really. Yeah. I, can't, yeah, I have
1: not seen one of them. I can't say I have a desire to see any of them, <laughs> and especially now.
0: Yes, yeah, so I say I have not seen any of them my wife read the first book okay and i think she didn't hate it but it was just kind of meh and then <laughs> i don't know if she ever ended up watching the film but i know that she doesn't really care about finishing it or going out of her way to watch it so <laughs> so,
1: so what do you think the, the this series fails to capture that perhaps maybe hunger games or series of that ilk did better
2: Really excitement. It just kind of seems flat the whole way through with these movies. Hunger Games had a lot of interesting elements going on. Plus, Jennifer Lawrence was great in in all of them. Um, and, and there were a lot of interesting supporting characters in the Hunger Games movies, Stanley Tucci's character and Donald Sutherland's character here. Shailene Woodley, who I think is very good in The Descendants and very good in The Fault in Our Stars, doesn't get a whole lot to do and doesn't get to show uh, how good of an actress she can be. And, and all of these big name supporting cast members like Jeff Daniels and Kate Winslet and Naomi Watts and Octavia Spencer – they're not given great dialogue they're not given much to do either it's 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 just i don't know i think i almost fell asleep during the second one oh, i it wow. was just yeah. i think it was just they're just dull throughout there's there's really nothing to latch on to and and nothing to make you want to come back to it when it comes to seeing the next one you know when i flip the calendar and see it's march i go oh my gosh another divergent movie wow
0: can't wait yeah yeah fair enough i mean i i have to say i've brought up the wikipedia page for it and i think all of the extra people that you mentioned except one aren't featured on this page like it's telling me that you got ashley judge i courtney uh was it kate winslet miles teller yeah Yeah,
2: miles teller he's great yeah all these people are part of the entire trilogy with with daniels coming in in the in the third one and he plays such a goofy character in the in in uh allegiant he plays such a goofy character i felt bad for him um and uh yeah miles teller who was so good in whiplash and they were so good together in the spectacular now I liked the spectacular now. I wanted to love it and I couldn't, but oh, really? I, okay. I, yeah, I didn't connect to it as much as other people did. I don't know. It just, it felt a little forced to me.
0: That's fair uh, enough. And uh, we'll say, we do know that Miles Teller can have his, toe in the murky waters since obviously he was in Fantastic Four. Or, yeah. um,
1: they were all victims of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, so many great people in it and then it was just so badly done. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, let's not discuss that any further.
2: <laughs> in, a, in Allegiant there's a... a minor character such a minor character he's just a soldier and he's trying to run away from Shailene Wendley's character and everybody else chasing him and he feels like he's just done he, he drops his gun and he says screw this I'm out of here he runs and then he ends up getting shot and killed and uh, yeah just the way he said it I thought was hysterical just I screw this I'm out of here that's kind of how I felt sitting through that movie that I kind of wanted to get up and leave Eve, but I wanted to see if anything else interesting would happen
0: <laughs> yeah well that, that can be the, the bane of Betty film reviewers and stuff like that is that sometimes you do have to sit through it because you know people want to know what you think
1: yeah <laughs> exactly um, do you think this film can be enjoyed I guess ironically or is it is it just bad bad or is it bad can it be good bad?
2: I don't know if even the the core group of fans and and the tween and teen girls who read the books and obsessed over the books like they did for Hunger Games and Twilight. I don't even know if they would really be entertained <laughs> by these movies. Oh boy. I just I just I don't know. I don't think because and and you look at the box office and that's what I that's what I go to. Um the first movie made 150 million in the US. The second movie made 130 the next year, so it dropped a little. This third movie made exactly half, basically $65 million uh, when it came out earlier this year here in the U.S. The popularity of it is gone. It's taken too long for these movies to come out, and so the popularity of it, what it had, has gone away.
0: Yeah, and the, and the, the biggest problem I find with all of these things is the the trend obviously started with Harry Potter, I think, the Mm. modern trend, because you had this stuff that everyone just started making films once a year they were trying to get it all out, and then because that was so successful, everyone started going, okay, do we have any others? So you had The Hunger Games, which was a hit. You got The Maze Runner, which eh, it kind of fell on its face a little recently. Uh, And then you got this one, which obviously seems as though it just uh, uh, missed the mark entirely. So, yeah, is it? it's not so much parallel thinking, more as studios trying to milk it for all it's worth. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I, I do think that there was another one that came out recently where it should have been good but then it wasn't and uh, and is like some, something in the shadows and it features mm. one of the guys from the british version of misfits and all of these things so it's uh I, I, yeah it's so bad i can't even remember what it was called <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah got they got
2: a, they, they got another one in the works the last one is called oh, the oh, dyord Di- yeah, the Divergent series Ascendant, which basically um, is coming out in June 2017. They moved it from March to June. That's not going to help at all. Uh, that's its U.S. release date. That's not going to help at all when it comes to how much money it's going to make. Um, I heard, though, after the opening weekend for Allegiant that Lionsgate and Summit Entertainment, which is now they've now joined forces – um, they've cut the budget on Ascendant because they want to try to save money because they know it's no longer a money-making franchise.
0: Yeah. Why
1: uh, are <laughs> they still giving us these?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that some studios just want to have a series that like you've got the Paranormal activities to just keep coming out, and mm. surely no one cares at this point. <laughs> um, you got the purge now has a third one coming out or has come out whatever i i care so little that i don't know if it's out yet or not (laughs) and (laughs) say you've got this one what was the company that did this one uh was it like is it one of those Summit?
2: Yeah, Lionsgate and Summit, yeah yeah, yeah. They um, which which Lionsgate also had the Hunger Games, but because Lionsgate and Summit came together, they, they tried to make more out of it and, and they really haven't been able to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, this is just kind of turning into us lamenting what some of these uh, <laughs> some of these films could be now. Um so well, the question I like to try and ask then is what would you do to fix it? If someone came to you and said, here's this film, you have unlimited budget, you have full editorial control and all that, fix it, what would you do?
2: Ooh, I would just not make it feel so predictable and and so dull. I think they need to spice it up I mean I don't really love the concept altogether but besides just changing the concept altogether which would seem you know crazy based on being it based on a book series um, I would just I would make some tweaks and changes um, to the story and try to spice things up and not make it feel so over dramatic as well that was one of my problems with this newest one too it just felt so over dramatic and maybe try to add some more money into the budget for special effects and visual effects that are a lot stronger because this franchise uh, hasn't had great visual effects either. I think the cast is filled with big names and filled with great actors that can do great things and and give them more opportunities to do so maybe with just some more interesting things overall. It just just has to appeal more.
0: I guess the question could be really broadened to how would you fix a lot of these things. I think One main problem with these films is that because they are based on young adult books, there's never really anything that, uh, pardon the pun, diverges from this formula (laughs) that they are made from. There's always going to be certain things that happen. So maybe what they should do is have it be one of those things where they're inspired by so, you get the source material, and you can read that, and it's its own thing. And then you make these films, but for a slightly more grown-up audience. Especially since the people that read the books, by the time the film comes out, they're going to be two or three years older. Yeah. So that's who you're yeah, aiming. It's not going to connect way. in the same way. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It's it's and and
2: it's what happens sort of with the Hunger Games too, because. The last couple of Hunger Games movies didn't make nearly as much as the first couple of Hunger Games films because the target audience got older, they kept taking longer to make the movies, and the interest levels went down. It still made a lot more than Divergent series Allegiant did, but you faced that same issue as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could always argue that the main reason the Hunger Games did so well was just Jennifer Lawrence. It, it, that springboarded her up into stardom and fantastically, I had to say, she's definitely one of the yes, to like
1: yeah, to have a f- fantastic actress like that at the head of the
0: franchise. Yeah. 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 and, yeah, I don't know too much about, uh, what did you say her name was? Uh, Shailene Woodley. Shailene yeah, Woodley, which I, I think is,
1: a, she's a, I think she's a good actress, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah,
0: know. <laughs> and maybe it was just, she wasn't uh, properly cast. Like, you know, maybe, She's—is there at all a little bit of a, um, trying, I'm trying to think of the word now? <laughs> Does it feel at all like maybe she shouldn't have been the one to do it? Maybe it should have been someone else. Or?
2: Yeah, I mean, I. I she doesn't fully feel like she's in a real comfort zone you can sort of tell every one of these movies what's interesting about these is every one of these films uh she changes her hair color her hairstyle the haircut is completely different so in one film she's got a big ponytail in another it's like a triangle shape she cuts it's really short with bangs in another movie um, yeah it's, it's completely different hairstyles but yeah i think she's a good actress I think she's made some good films and and can show um, real uh, emotion in in the dramatic scenes, especially The Descendants with George Clooney, which I think she deserved an Oscar nomination for that. Um, Really, her character was very pivotal to that story, and she handled it really, really well. Um, But yeah, maybe maybe casting a different actress might not have been a bad idea either.
0: Yeah, I I do think that a lot of these films obviously people rush them out because it's like okay this is popular now we want to make sure it's mm. out in a year so True. maybe they can't spend that time looking for someone who's perfect for the role they look for someone who they'll do and that that could always be the issue and not to say that they didn't feel that she was perfect yeah. for the role but you know, we are not about the and uh, yeah, things like that but yeah yeah <laughs> you, you can you can wish as much as you want. It's never gonna, <laughs> never gonna really do anything, is it? No, it isn't.
2: <laughs> has um has the Angry Birds movie come out where you guys are?
0: Yeah, that that came out a little while ago, didn't it? Didn't you know? it? Um,
2: Okay, yeah, because it came out out about two months ago here and what really happened was because Angry Birds was so popular three, four years ago, they decided we got to make this movie but animated movies take so long. I, I thought that the Angry Birds movie would make a lot more money than it really did here in the U.S. I just don't think there was enough interest anymore for families to rush out and go see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've actually heard... Not too bad things about it that they they kind of understood what it actually was. Yes. and so there's a bit of a bit of a nice level there. But I don't yeah, know if I'm ever I, going to see this film.
1: Yeah, I still don't know. Yeah, who that would appeal to? I mean, that game was popular. What, almost six, seven, eight years ago now? You know?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just
1: a bit odd. Uh, yes, they do take time. But I know Rovio has their own studio
0: now, but... Yeah. Well that uh. And that's, yeah. that's another interesting thing. that. So they're now making film, but what other games do they have? Are they going to base all of their films on games? Or, <laughs> or vice versa? <laughs> yeah. I think they pretty much only did Angry Birds for like, what, like six, seven years, and then they did maybe one or two other ones. But... <laughs>
2: right just keep having new installments of the Angry Birds you know franchise
1: to keep adding on to it yeah now yeah. Paul do you think it's going to be uh, would be better or worse than Free Birds
0: um <laughs> I, I <laughs> think that's I would, that Paul has experience with yeah I think I would Guess better because Free Birds didn't exactly no that it great. Be yeah.
2: <laughs> it's it's a little better than Free Birds. It is. I think it, it does stay true to the game. That's what I liked about. It. I think it's it's very um, fast paced and very frenetic at times. But uh, there's a lot of funny moments, and it does stay true to the style and the speed of the game, which is why I think if if people liked the game and did go to see the movie, I think they'd be pleased.
0: Hmm. Okay, so. Okay. Uh, Entirely lost <laughs> on
1: how we got onto this tangent, but
0: well, yeah. I, it it's always fun then because now we can say that uh, obviously we want people to go see be kind Rewind*, and mm-hmm. now instead of seeing *Divergent*, they see, see old, *Angry yes, Birds* because
1: you're going to be late for the theater. But
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think we have some nice consumer advice there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah. This has been like <laughs> great fun. Thank you. Thank you for coming I, I could do this forever,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So so why don't you tell people where it is they can find you online or where they can get a hold of you, Like just a, anything you want to pin, now's the time.
1: Social security number, address, whatever you like. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
0: I don't know if I'm
2: going to reveal all of that, but let's, let's
0: start at the beginning and see how far I get. Okay.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on lights camera jackson.com. All the latest movie news and movie reviews. Twitter at LCJ Reviews. Facebook Lights Camera Jackson. I'm on Instagram at Lights Cam Jackson. I put up uh, new videos every week with reviews. YouTube.com slash Lights Camera Jackson. And I love being a part of this podcast. And currently, I'm going to be on a bunch of different podcasts for the LCJ Podathon. I am raising money for Make A Wish, which is a wonderful um, organization that really makes dreams come true for children in need. And uh, I've had a few friends who basically make a wish has saved their lives and made their lives a lot better and a lot happier for them and for their families. Um, so please. Go to my uh, Twitter page, twitter.com slash Reviews, and you can get the link to the CrowdRise page. Please donate to Make-A-Wish. There's a big orange button that says Donate. That link is also on the homepage of my website. Um, so, yeah, this LCJ Podathon, and I've loved being a part of your podcast uh, tonight. This was really fun.
0: Yeah, it's always great. And, too kind. Yeah. <laughs> at, at anytime you want to just, like, Pop back on for anything, like let us know. We'll see what we can work out. We'll have you on
1: a yeah, future-length uh, episode.
0: Yeah, not fantastic, yeah. guys. Thank you.
1: I
2: appreciate this.
0: Oh, no problem. And, of course, you can find us where we always are. We're on Twitter at blokebusters, com slash blokebusters. You can email us at com because Muggins here forgot the second S. And we're also on Instagram. I think we had maybe four pictures on there, but, hey, we're on it. Uh, at blokebusters. And just search blokebusters anywhere you go. Chances are you'll find us. So... <laughs> Uh, I think that's it from all three of us. Am I right? That's, yes. All right. All right. Bye, folks. <laughs> Goodbye.